Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, Cowboys versus Dragons. Major talking point for me from this was two things, but the main one. So a year ago, Peyton challenged Tamalolo to be even better. Said earlier this year he thought Tamalolo could work on his passing. Tamalolo in this game's passing was probably the best passing game I've ever seen him do. Now, Peyton has come out and said he may have been a bit too harsh on Tamalolo. And whether that's true or not, we'll never know because we can't go back in a time machine. What we do know for sure is is Tamalolo now has a passing game, and that is a scary, scary prospect. What do you think about what I just said, Timmy? It's two weeks in a row now where he's just – it's come from nowhere. Mm. It's unbelievable. And, like, there are two types of locks pretty well in the NRL. There's the big barnstorming type of lock that eats metres up and gets quick play balls, which has been Tamalolo for the last six, seven, eight years, Mm. whatever it is. And then there's that link role, like your Isaiah Yo's, your ball passing, your Victor Radley's. They're very different roles. Tamalolo Lolo is now both of those things, which is so terrifying yeah. for oppositions. And he's, you know, this term gets used a little bit too often, but he's taken his game to a new level yeah. in a way we didn't think that maybe he was capable of. Cool. And I mean, like you just mentioned there, how Todd might have been harsh on him. You know who else Todd was harsh on? Scott Drinkwater. Yeah. Who are probably their two form players in this team at the moment. Uh, they're both playing incredible. I think Tamalolo, it's interesting, um, you know, as you said, for so long he was just your, your metres guy. It wasn't really too much to his game, and I thought that was bringing the Cowboys down for a long period of time. Todd Payton himself, like, he was a cracking ball-playing forward. Yeah. Like, you go back to true. 04, I think he'd left. It's a bit of a modern 13, really. Mate, he would have... Well, that's, yeah. you, you go back and you watch that 2005 Tigers side, um, Todd Payton... He was going to go to England. He was mm. done in the NRL, and Tim Sheens reached out and said, I can do something with a ball-playing mm. guy like him. And he built the entire Tigers game around the way that they moved the ball around. They went on to win a comp. I think he scored the last try in the grand final that night for them. Toddy really? Payton too, yeah. So uh, it's good to see him having that impact on Tam Lolo. And now that he is that double threat of not only metres but ball-playing, just opens up the field so much. Yeah. You have to commit three guys to him. It's crazy. Like his line-break assist was literally like a half... 
He, he ran over his line, got to the player, isolated him, boom, hits, hits uh, fuck, who did he hit on the chest? Was it um, Graham, not Neem, no, sorry, it was uh, the other, here he is. Was it uh, Gilbert? I think he hit Gilbert maybe. Anyway, incredible ball playing. He actually, I thought he had two line break assists, but when I went back and watched, he created the space for Chownsend to hit Lukey and Lukey made a line break. So, you know, Tamalolo doing this kind of stuff is incredible. I also appreciate and respect the humbleness of Tamalolo. He very easily could have said, hi, brah. No, I'm literally one of the greatest ball running forwards of all time, bar none. Matter of fact, if you said Tamalolo was your greatest forward of all time, I would be like, that's reasonable. Mm. Him on his day could go toe-to-toe with any forward and put it this way, there's probably been no forward that's done what he's done metres-wise and ball running damage-wise yet. Um, so Tam Lolo's just gone to a new level, which is scary because what does that what does that do? That puts the Cowboys in a position where they've got a player that doesn't have to play Origin, can so he can play through Origin series and keep the team as long as you've got Townsend and Tam Lolo on the side, like you've got enough people in there to create space for people outside. So really exciting times for the Cowboys. And I thought they were clinical. Like, I thought they were clinical. Um, I just want to send a shout-out to Helam Luki. Obviously, season-ending ACL injury, mate. That's, uh, yeah, terrible news. But And it's sad because, like, you know, with Nanai being out, we were just starting to see Luki get the opportunity to show what he can do. And he's such a good ball runner. So just hang in there, mate. Uh, I honestly think Luki will play Origin within the next two to three years, probably three years. I, I can see him coming off the bench for Queensland. I'm pretty sure he's a Queenslander, so hang in there, mate. Uh, Reese Robson, I thought he was outstanding. I thought I think that he's really developed his game. I would have said, like, at the start of the year, he, he may fall the way of becoming a lock because he doesn't – his ball playing and his ball selection wasn't that crisp. Like, when you look at his passes, say, to compare, like, a Blake Braley, you would say there's a bit of work to do. I think he's worked hours and hours on it, and he's getting better and better every single week. What stood out for you this this game? Just on Luke as well, you know, we obviously wish him all the very best. Could this cause a bit of a domino effect? Could we see Luciano Lua released early to go up there? Mate, oh, I can't see Tigers releasing anyone. They're so desperate not to finish on the bottom. It yeah. would be the dumbest decision ever. Jeez, if, if you are Leila's management, though, you, you're reaching out. I think it's pretty obvious he, he was a match guy over the last few years. Yeah. Madge isn't there now. They've got a roster spot. He could go up and, you know, contend to play finals footy, win premiership up yeah. there. I, I, get, I totally get that from Luciano's and Cowboys' perspective. Mm. But we have to remember, Tigers took a punt on Luciano. He mm. was at the Dragons, pretty unfit, had a lot of potential, but just never really developed into the man that we thought he could be. Tigers took a punt on him. And without Tigers taking a punt on him, he would have got the big deal up in North Queensland. And so I personally Fair. believe he owes it to Tigers to see the year out, help them stay off the bottom of the table. But if I'm his manager and my job is not to fucking be loyal to anyone, it's to get the best result for my player, you know, I'd be asking the question. I'd be asking the question. What do you think, Timmy? A couple of things I took out of this one. The first one was Tim Lolo post-game and you're saying pretty disappointed by letting 12 points in. Which just says it all for Ooh. the Cowboys for me. Cowboys fans are going, oh, yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, say it again, JT. <laughs> <laughs> and that, it ties into a start I saw after the game on social media somewhere, so I'm sure it's 100% legit without checking it. Cowboys' best defensive effort last year was 18 points conceded. They've held teams to 12 or less in 10 of 14 games this season, 
which is a tremendous sort of goes into your stats from a couple of weeks back. Like next level. What's their second half? Isn't they got a crazy second half where they've, they've conceded six points in like eight games yeah, in the second half like of that. games? Yeah. So the defence is one thing. The other one was there was a moment there, I think it was pretty early on in the game, and they were coming off their own line and they just went whack, whack, whack and just fed it across field with this real quick, slick ball movement, like quite Melbourne-esque what they do. And I was just like, this is the sign of just a team flying on confidence. Oh, to be able to do that. And it's sort of, I hope to see it chime into the game a little bit more and more as they get better and better. But they're just becoming so exciting to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know what else is I'm just becoming such a big fan of? is Tommy Dearden. Fuck, I love the way he rips in. How he confident just, was he the other night? Oh, it was honestly, if you needed an example of what Origin Camps can do for people, look at Tom Dearden on the weekend. He looked like a veteran ball player. Confident as everything, calling mm. over calls and dominant defense, good kicking, um, a couple of good short kicks. Like, he just, he looks super, super confident. Backed his ability. Uh, yeah, I thought he was outstanding the other night. Uh, Tuolagi, <laughs> far out, he's playing good footy. And that's the sign of a great coach. It's like, you've got these guys that some would say not lucky to be playing first grade, but they're not cemented first graders. They've gone all the way from cementing themselves to the, some of the best in the comp, like some of the best in the comp. What's got their money? Uh, it's 16 second point half, second points. Sorry, 16 points in second halves in the last nine games. <laughs> so you're averaging about two points every second half. Yeah, and th- that includes games against Melbourne, games against Para, games against Penrith. Like incredible, yeah. incredible, and it shows you like if you wanted a a gauge of like where is their mental toughness at, look no further because like when the going gets tough. They obviously absolutely get who's going. Your, uh, who's your Xavier Coates replacement? Tuolangi or is it Hammer? Uh, probably Tuolangi. Probably Tuolangi. I think um, coming out of his end, his, his ball carries coming out of his own end are great. I think we've got enough strike. I think Selwyn brings us that strike that we need. I would go for another big body um, on the sting there, probably. Who would you, you consider go? consider Corey Oates? Oh, I'd go Tuolangi as well. Oh, but I, would select, I would have selected Corey Oates mm. over Coates initially yeah um so yeah if, if i'm selecting the team now i'd select oats for sure for sure i think he's been outstanding yeah. so i think billy already said it'll be between one of the two cowboys boys yeah, yeah. But well billy's going like youth i think yeah. i think he's trying to like being a new coach yeah. um I, i'm pretty sure i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that they were talking about the reason why oats you know was looked over was because he is you know 27 28 whereas they want to build something and i mean to, to along he also has this combination with val holmes mm. as well True. so that matters for me that matters a lot yeah 100 um it's crazy like honestly 12 months ago this cowboy side literally had no origin players other than holmes um so yeah look mate I, the cowboys they look special i thought that they were um they they just every week where I wait for them to have that bludger, where I wait for them to go, oh, okay, it was a good run, but they've still got some deficiencies. It just doesn't seem to be happening. Oh, I loved in this game, like, uh, Lume Lu scored on the last play pretty much, but the try before that they scored was in the 43rd minute. There was 30 minutes there where it wasn't exactly clicking for the Cowboys, and they were happy just to kick deep yep. and just defend, just to get their way through the game. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think they, they are the real deal. I don't think they can win a comp this year. Just well, Billy, Billy so reckons good. they could challenge Heard the premiership. Heard that which made me yeah, double. If Billy says it, you know, it's going to get to a point where it's like, <laughs> whatever Billy says, fucking we agree with. Um, the, the test for me was like, you know, they, lo- they lost their players last week and they were outstanding. That's where I go, well, shit, maybe they are the real deal. Maybe they are the real deal. Uh, what do we think? Are they the real deal? I, I think they're 
a top four team. Yeah. But I, I still think th- the gap between Penrith and everyone else is just yeah. so big. Like, and I, uh, you know, I, I always have you know, Cowboys fans, Parramatta fans blowing up because I say I don't think they can win a comp. It's not because of them. It's because of how good Penrith is. Mm. Like you have to be able to beat that team on the big stages. Cowboys played them a few we- weeks ago and I thought they did so well against them. Cleary was forcing dropouts everywhere and, and they got 75% of them back off short short dropouts. So like yep. they, they won a heap of possession their way. 22-0. Mm. Yeah. And I thought Cowboys played really well. Still 22-0. Yeah, they had a lot of errors in them though. They, they defended really well. I, I thought they'd attack, they had quite a few I don't think errors. it was Penrith's best game either. Uh, like, yeah, I, I agree Penrith right now are out and out at the top. But I do, I do think that when it gets to finals footy, like, Anything can happen. You just get pinged with one, you know, put it this way, if Eels can do it, I think other teams can do it. What do you reckon, Timmy? Are they the real deal? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same as Guru, to be honest. I think they're, they're certainly the real deal, but I think come the big stage, and look, they've proved me wrong and all of us wrong time and time again, so what's to say they can't do it again later this season, but Penrith are leaps and bounds ahead of the rest, and I know they towed Melbourne up a while ago, but if we've got two full-strength teams come finals time, my money's still on Melbourne every day of the week. I think it's sort of that bridge from Penrith to Melbourne, and I still think there's a gap from Melbourne to third. I see um, your money's on Melbourne to beat it's Penrith. On Melbourne. No, 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 no. The Cowboys. Oh, okay. Come to Cowboys. Final, yeah. for example. Okay. Um, yeah. Look, I think, I think, second week of the finals, I can see them getting there. Second week, maybe even into a, a prelim, mm. I can see them getting a prelim. But yeah, to to beat both the Storm, obviously. I don't believe it's a sure thing where Penrith are just can definitely beat them. Um, but, yeah, obviously, you know, Penrith would be the favourites. Storm would be the favourites. But I, I don't know. I like what I'm seeing at the Cowboys. I really do. It's going to be huge North Queensland if they can finish top two and they can get a home final. If they can drag someone up to North Queensland in that mm. first week of the finals, then get a week off, mm. that'd be huge for them. Yeah, um, It's going to be tough. Like, you, you don't want to – obviously, it's great to finish top four, but if you're third or fourth and you have to go to Penrith or Melbourne – Fuck, it's going to make life hard. Mate, Cowboys, super hard. Cowboys, Broncos, week one of finals, Townsville. Could you imagine? I'll probably have the A-League on. But oh. sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so look, the good thing is, it's like, look how far they've come and look how much they can build. Look how much they can build. Really exciting times. Uh, I thought, uh, Lemmy-Lou? Lemmy-Lou? Is that how you say it? Lou-Mey-Lou, yeah. Lou-Mey-Lou. Uh, Lou-Mey-Lou, I thought he was outstanding. Well, mate, there's a few guys in this competition that have, you know, they're outside backs, not getting spots in teams that have turned themselves into back rowers, like Jamin Salmon at Penrith, and mm. just playing a role. You can see he, he, he's put on um, a fair whack of weight, and he's like that that palm that he put on at the end of that game. Massive. It was huge. Fuck, huge. Ben Hunt did not deserve that. No, not at all. <laughs> the last like, bloke in the geez. world that deserved that. I thought um, Cohen Hess, I thought he had his best game in a while on the weekend, too. Yeah. Um, I've never been a huge Cohen Hess fan, especially since I've been using him uh, as a middle forward. But oh, I thought he was really good the other mm. day. Yeah, so look, exciting times, Cowboys. I think you can pretty much lock in. They're gonna they'll play finals footy, which is an incredible achievement. You know, we say it every week, but so many people didn't believe they could do it. They've done it. They have got a young squad. Townsend's been incredible. So exciting times now. On to the Dragons. Biggest talking point probably coming out of this. Now it wasn't his fault that they lost the game at all. Uh, but my biggest talking point is a guy like Zach Lomax. You know, I think, I think when at the start of the season I said to you, Guru, I was like, the problem with a guy like that can, has a flick like that is they can start just doing it constantly because it just it's such a big play. It, it it it's a unique asset that no one else has, and it seems to work most of the time. Uh, but unfortunately, 
when it stops working, it stops like you can have a drop ball once in a game, but you start like two or three or, or you know, in crucial moments, it doesn't work. You can all of a sudden go from the hero to the villain. And I just think with Zach Lomax, he's just got to pull everything, strip everything back. Because I always found with, and obviously Zach Lomax is way more progressed in his career than I've always, but I always found when I played footy, get if you got there and just did all the hard work, all the non-flashy stuff, the flashy stuff just appears. Like it just appears, it comes. And I think with Zach, who does do the hard work, he, you know, he ran for 140 meters on the weekend. It's not like he doesn't do the hard work. But I think for Zach, I would just go way back to basics. Don't even think about the flick. Put it this way, like, if your team needs you to flick to win, you've got problems. You know what I mean? If they need – now, that, that flick is great and it can get points and maybe in a big game where everything's on the line and you can do it and you win, that's great. But if, they, if, you're, if the Dragons need weekly for Zach Lomax to pull off a crazy play like that, then clearly something is wrong. And so if I'm Zach, I would just take it all back go back to just going, I just, I'm just going to take 20 hit-ups or, you know, 15 hit-ups and I'm not even going to think about flick passing. I'm just going to get through my set. And then in a game or two, that's when I might consider when it's on or an attacking ball or at the very least just only the flick pass when it's, you're on the fourth, it's good ball, you know, not on the first, coming out of rain or whatever. What do you, what do you think about Zach Lomax's situation at the moment? Yeah, I, I feel a little bit sorry for Zach. I almost think Lomax is too gifted for his own good sometimes mm. and I know, I know what you said about how you know if the dragons need him to do that something's wrong i i kind of feel like if the dragons are going to win lomax does need to do something every week and i think he feels that as well mm. like oh, i feel like if it isn't lomax creating something or it's not better. that's Hunt, my point though like that that's unfair on zach oh, it's unfair 100 like percent. but and he should take a step back and go all right i'm going to do my job to the best of my ability and then we can talk about other stuff because right now Everyone's going to blame Zach for that when for their loss when there was way more issues in that side than Zach. Was, yeah, and I, I think you'd tell that Lomax was frustrated too. There was a moment there where he threw another pass that went over the sideline, and he kind of sprayed his winger. Like, mm. Definitely wasn't his winger's fault, mm. uh, and I thought that was very out of character for Zach based on what um, I've seen of him and the small interactions that I've had with him. But and he's just got it. Must it, it sounds crazy, but it must be hard when you've got that much ability and you can do this stuff. Well, this, this, this is the perfect scenario of a, of a player that may outgrow his team in the sense of Zach Lomax may eventually get to a point where he's like, I'm sick of like just constantly grinding at the bottom of the table. I'm going to take a pay cut and I'm going to go to one of the top tier teams where they don't need to rely on my flick pass and I can be, I can be the player I want to be. What do you reckon, Timmy? What, what would you say to Zach? Yeah, I think first of all, you boys summed it up. He's a star, Zachy Lomax. Uh, he wouldn't look out of place in a Blues jersey he's 100%, called upon. 100%. Uh, I do think this has been coming for a while, though, the, the flick pass that le has led to an opposition try. Mm. I think it might have been in the Charity Shield this year or even round one or very early on, and he pulled off one of the most absurd flick passes to might have been Ravalar or something for a try, and it was just mesmerising. All year he's been trying to recreate that, mm. and balls have been going to ground or going out, and it hasn't been coming off. And at times as a footballer, you've just got to play the percentages and it's such a low percentage play that you've got to sit back and go, just don't do it. And it's so enticing. I want to do that part, that magical ball again and get the headlines. Uh, and Stephen Crichton, to his credit for a bloke so young in his career, mm. he's really found, a, he knows his time to pull it out and mm. he's setting up so many tries with a, a more high percentage flick pass. And by that, I mean... He gets in contact with one bloke and just goes whack. Yeah. Lomax will do it with three blokes running at times. And he's just trying to throw it, like nutty them through the legs to the winger, over the head, whatever. Um, he just needs to rein it in. And mm. it's not a big drama, but 
your coach has also got to come in and say, mate, we don't need you doing this. You know, when it's on, it's on, but you don't need to push it every game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think as well, and to your point as well, Guru, like we have to empathise the position Zach's in. Mm. His team is currently sitting at the bottom of the – well, where are they sitting now? They've, they're sitting 10th um, with with 13 points. So – I'm oh, sorry. They're sitting 10th with 14 points. So they're still like with within striking distance of the eight. But outside of him, they don't really have that much. You know, they've got Benny Hunt who's working his ass off. Amone does come in and help sometimes, but it's it's almost left up to Zach mm. to do that. And I think he just needs to be not more, oh, I guess more selfish and just be like, okay, I don't need to do that. Just get through my sets. Because the unfortunate thing at the moment is, is that like he was in line for maybe an origin call-up. Now, after the performance on the weekend, unfortunately, probably probably hurt his chances a little bit. So, And that's the thing that makes it so hard is that, you know, he's getting criticised because he wants to win games of fucking yeah, football. Yeah. He's happy to have the ball in his hand and take risks to try and win games of football. Sometimes you're going to roll snake eyes and it's going to go against you. When it goes against you, 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 look, you look shocking like he has on the weekend. Mm. But for the age he's at, and, you know, I love that he's got this much ability and he knows it and he knows that... <coughs> He wants to he he wants to impact games. Yeah, it's not going to always go his way, and he'll he'll learn hard lessons in the first few years of his career. But God, I'd rather a guy like him with his ability to be trying to influence games mm. than just standing out there getting a cold. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. You just got to find that balance. Got to find that to balance too much, and yeah, got to find that balance because it's incredible ability what he has. Just gonna, and it's actually a fantastic guy. I think I think you'll find probably next week he'll come out and. Mm and play a very up and down game of footy and just get through the... I mean, even if you just say to him as a coach, like Anthony Griffin just says, basically, mate, you can do the flick pass, but it has to be in good ball at the very least. Outside of that, just hold the ball. Mm. Just hold the ball. You, you've obviously spent time with Hook. What do you think he, he would have said to him after this? Well, it's interesting because, like, Hook is a very simple game plan kind of guy. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what Hook would say because Hook makes some decisions that I'm a bit unsure of, that mm. I'm not sure how, where he comes, how he comes to it. But I think Zachy Lomax will bounce back bigger than ever. And I think that if any fans that are a bit overly negative on Zach, just remember that, you know, this is a bloke trying to win games. You guys are currently sitting outside the, the eight. Um, without Zach, like, man, it's a... When it comes to, like, breaking the game open the way he can do it, there's not very many centres in the comp. He's so, going to win you more games than he loses. Yeah, I think so. And so we have to remember as well, like, when you guys were struggling last year, he was, like, literally your best player. Yeah. Um, or outside maybe Benny Hunt. But... I think he'll bounce back. It's just all about balance. It's just all about doing the boring stuff, getting through it, um, because far out he is dangerous. He, he's probably, out of all the centres in the game, outside of maybe Katoni Staggs, he's probably the best to just create. When you think that his centre has him, and it's like, oh, the centre's just guiding him to the sideline, there's no room here. He just somehow creates room for himself. He's just so, so good at it. So I think he'll bounce back in a big way. Um, and it's just, it's, this is the perfect example of just a young rookie this is what you learn over time yeah. in the NRL. It's, it's, it's honestly what it is. In a, in a year or two's time, I guarantee you he's going to have that flick mastered to where he flicks it only at the right time. Uh, outside of that, what do you think of the Dragons, Guru? Uh, yeah, disappointing. Um, I just, mate, if Ben Hunt wasn't in this team, fuck, they'd be in all sorts. I, I, I think I saw a tweet yesterday that said something like, if we had 17 Ben Hunts, we'd be a top four team. And, mate, just the... The ticker that he plays with, mm. the way that he, he just goes at every single game, he's alive on everything. He would have 
you know, like the amount of times over the years that he's backed up after Origin, like he would love to have a spell, but similar to Lomax, I think he knows he can't. Mm. And it's it's credit to him. I thought their, their pack, you know, they were okay. They're just, it's like they run out with the eight same forwards. Mm. Like there's no, they don't have that point of difference in their in their forward pack. When I, when I look at them, like you, you've got Laurie, you, you've got the Molo boys, Blake Laurie, like they're all very stock standard front <clears> rowers. You don't have that big explosive guy. You don't have that different body shape like a Campbell Gillard or, you know, like, like a Sean Lane for Parramatta. They're all just very cookie cutter, yep. sort of the same, which is the team that Hook's trying to build. But God, it's hard when you don't have that real flashy talent out wide. Mm. Yeah, well, I just if you've got a team like that, you can't complete at 67%. Yeah, you've, you've got you've, to be on and, and you've got to yeah. do all the small and things perfectly. And that just killed them. Like, it killed them. They could, be, they could barely build any momentum up because they just kept making error after error. Like, Lomax flicked passes, and then I think the next set, Mozambi kicks it out in the full, and it's just, like, far out. Too many, like, too... It, it just accumulates. It accumulates, accumulates, and before you know it, you're going... We're not even in this game anymore because they've just put too many points on. Surely Andrew McCulloch has to be the starting oh, nine in this team. Like, with all due respect to him, by oh. like the kick out on the full, the one where he hit Josh McGuire down the short side, like it just it just wasn't on. I don't. It just and you, you could see that the whole left side for the Dragons was just standing there going, "What the fuck? How did well, that?" That's what I'm not getting. Is like Andrew McCulloch hasn't been out for that long. He's a veteran. This is like a, a very hooked decision where you just he's like. He's been I back for two weeks, hasn't he? Like yeah. he's come off the bench. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. Decision. Bud Sullivan isn't a nine. I'd rather see them at least have Bud Sullivan in there to get him into the game. Yeah, it's it's a really strange choice. I don't know, I don't know what's going on there. Does he maybe think he doesn't create enough? I, I just maybe he's injured. It just doesn't make any sense to be honest. Uh, you got to have Andrew McCulloch as your starting nine. You, you got to. Uh, like imagine if they still had Reese Robson. Like they were sitting there three years ago and we don't need Robson, we've got Cam McInnes. Now they're both out of the building, they're both braining it. Mm, yeah. Tough times for Dragons. Uh, I thought Suli was outstanding again. Moses Suli continues to just chip away. He's another guy that, you know, I actually don't think he'd go too bad in a bloody blues jersey. I know he'd probably play for Tonga, I think. Um, but he's a beast, man. He's an absolute beast. The amount of times that he skittles defenders and gets a quick play the ball for his team is just, you, you can, you can, like, like it's nearly every single run really is um 12 tackle bus 184 meters in a try in a losing side 31 to 12 what do you think where, where are the dragons going wrong to me it's just uh, not a side a roster should i say that inspires a, a lot of confidence in me and it it's guru nailed it pretty well like you, you've got a bunch of forwards there who are solid enough and will do a job but there's just no X factor. There's no spark. There's no one that can turn you on that team. It's Zach Lomax. And it can be quite hard to inject a gun centre at times, particularly if he's one of the, your only attacking weapons. You can sort of double down on him a little bit defensively. Um, ben Hunt, you, you look at the the benefits of being a top-tier side at this time of the season. Yeah, you're going to have more origin players, but you also have the luxury of resting them. Mm. And, you know, the Cowboys, I know they're on the two-day backup, but your Cotters and Nanais and these sort of blokes, the Panthers with Isaiah Yo. But, you know, Ben Hunt had to play this game. And, and, yeah, he was really good. He was in everything again for them. But 
if they're a top four side, you can just go, Benny, just take the week off now, mate. Rest yeah. up. We'll get you good for next weekend, get you through this period. Um, it's, it's just tough going. Yeah, really, really tough. Uh, a shout out to Jonathan Rubin. I thought he was outstanding. I thought it looked dangerous every time he got near the ball. Uh, yeah, so the positive for the Dragons is they do have some good young guys coming through. Like every time a young guy comes in, they seem to do well. So it seems like they've got that a bit sorted. It's just, as you said, they're probably just lacking a bit of punch up front. Um, and obviously those errors are, are killing them. The errors are just absolutely killing them. Uh, Jack DeBellon, 47 tackles, no misses. That's a massive knock. Um, yeah, just like when you look at these forwards numbers, so you've got Mbai runs for 20 metres, Blake Laurie 107, Jack Bird 84, Maguire 16, Jack DeBellon 91. Like it's not... You're probably going to need a little bit more punch from your forwards. But as you look at the... Um, and sorry, and Francis Molo was 80 metres. And whereas you look at the Cowboys forward pack, McLean 144, Reese Robson 120, Cohen has 79, Tim Gilbert 103, uh, Lukey came off early, so he was only 17. Uh, obviously, Tamalolo, 207. And then uh, Lemilu, uh, 117. So, anyway, like, as you said, they have got a couple of young, a good young guys coming through. And, like, I remember sitting here last year and we said the same thing. All of a sudden, Tyrell Sloan's fallen off the side of the earth. Bud Sullivan hasn't really kicked on. I would argue that Amon hasn't, he isn't probably the guy we thought he'd be at this point. So, I hope they can, they can get it sorted, but it just I, just... I don't know where the Dragons are going. I don't know what their direction is. Do you is. think it... Like, the, I guess the concern is is that we've seen some decisions from Hook. Do you think that they're playing not confident because he is... I think, so. I think they're walking around on eggshells. Yeah. And they're concerned about, you know, getting dropped or whatever. Again, we don't know what's going on internally, but a guy like Amone, they pretty much publicly came out and said he may not be ready for first grade. He said it about Sloan. I wonder whether they're just struggling for a little bit of confidence there, maybe. I think so. Fresh out. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Again, we don't know what's going on internally, but they definitely don't seem like a confident, up-for-it footy side. Uh, and and like, like, even a guy like, like Jack Bird, he's the one guy that isn't that sort of cookie-cutter forward in their team. I mean, it's, it's like they haven't worked out what his best position is yet. Mm. They're still sort of trying to work out how he can impact games. Like, Jack Bird should be a guy that has 30 touches of a ball a game. Yeah. He's just... Yeah. Do you think they need to go on the market? Get some, like, get, get, a big, get a big fish? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't forwards? know who that would be. Probably, yeah, probably a forward. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Like, you, you look back a couple of years ago, they, they pulled Paul Vaughan from Canberra and he turned into that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's hard to replicate that as much as they did it then. It's hard to find those guys. And man, I've I got to tell you, I don't think I'd be overly convinced to go to the Dragons. Mm. Was another they're player. in a really weird spot because they're not the basket case, you know, bottom tier. They're still currently sitting on equal points for eighth. So they're not way out of it. But they also... Yeah, that just that energy. I don't know. I'm just not getting that energy from him. And like, like if I if I'm looking at Simon St George, I'm going Ben Hunt's 32. Mm. I mean, he is the beating heart of this team. When he's not there, there is nothing doing. Yeah, like Ben Hunt's not going to play till he's 37. <laughs> you know what's really interesting is so many people made a big deal about his massive contract from Broncos to Dragons for many years. As if you'd pay him that. This that, next thing, I think Dragons will, may offer him another million dollars to keep him. They might. I think they might have yeah. to. They're, they're getting I mean? value out of him yeah. at a million dollars right now. Because if they lose him, they're like, they are in a really bad spot. And so it's all, it turned all the way around to, he may get a million dollar contract when he's 33. 
And you know what? I probably wouldn't argue that much against it because if they lose Benny Hunt, holy, they're in a tough, tough spot. When you think about they could go out to the market and try and buy guys, like guys they would pay a million dollars to get there for, they aren't going to be as good as Ben Hunt. Mm. And, you know, a bloke you pay 700K for, 800K, you may as well spend that extra 200K. So really interesting to see whether, do you think Brucey stays? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, I hope so. I, I still think that Wayne will be getting closer and closer. To Ooh. I, I think there's Ben Hunt and there's, and there's Hastings now, who Wayne's got a relationship with both of them. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them is the halfback wow. round one next year. What do you reckon, Timmy? Do you reckon they offer him a million bucks again? For just a one-year, million-dollar deal? <laughs> they could do. <laughs> and, and it's one thing you said to me a while ago, uh, one of the earlier podcasts that sort of stood out is that certain rosters, right, a player might not be worth this much, but to certain rosters they are. And it goes back to uh, when we spoke about Redcliffe and if they were to sign a Cam Munster on like $1.8 million, well, he's probably not worth, well, he's not, he's not worth $1.8 million. Mm. But if they've got that money to spend and don't have marquees, well, to that roster, he is worth it. Yeah, and yeah. Benny Hunt, to this Dragons roster, well, he is worth a million dollars. Whether he's, this sounds stupid, but whether he's a million dollar player or not, he's worth so much them because <laughs> if they lose him, oh they're God. in all sorts. So yeah. um, other clubs, he wouldn't be worth a million dollars too, but... Uh, I hope he stays because he's the heart and soul of them at the moment and it'll be devastating for the drags to see him go. Yeah, for sure. Look, the, good, the really good thing is uh, even after how, you know, how much they seem to have struggled this year, the Dragons, they are still equal eighth on points. They're sitting on 14 points, which is the same amount of points as the Roosters. So have to give credit where credit's due mm. because it hasn't been the best year for them. They haven't kicked on the way we, they thought they would. But if you said... They make the eight this year. That's a that's a win year. That's a big year. So the good thing for the Dragons at the moment is they are still within striking distance. They play South next week, who they could beat. They play Canberra the week after, who they could beat. You just you never know. They could sneak into that eight, and all of a sudden a season where it was like a bit meh turns into how good we're playing finals footy. So it's that's gonna be a positive. A, yeah, it's going to be a big two week, as you just said. You got Dragons playing South and Canberra. Like they're three teams that are fighting out for that seven and eight spot. Yeah. It's going to be a big three weeks. Because that, that'll create movement in that, especially well, South. They they pip South and then Roosters drop another game. Boom. Yeah, I mean, like if Dragons manage to win both of those, all of a sudden they're in the top eight. Yeah. So. Disappointing week, Dragons fans, but that's the reality. The reality is you are still within striking distance. Through all of the different selections and players moving and this, that, you are still within striking distance. And it, I think any Dragons fan will be happy just with the finals game of footy this year. Then they can... Amone's got another year on his belt. Sloan does. Sullivan does. Uh, Faye guy on the wing there who's incredible in my opinion. Uh, Suli keeps getting better. And all of a sudden... And Zach Lomax, also young. Mm. So there is, in my opinion... We'll speak about the Titans and Newey is who I'm concerned about. Whereas when I look at like the Dragons, I can see this young batch coming through that may pay a lot of dividends. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 